time for baseball with the bard hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 of baseball with the bard we have made it all the way to 20 episodes thanks to all of you remember we stream live on facebook youtube on the bard and cross entertainment youtube channel and on twitch on the tbard 5195 twitch channel you can find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts so we are back i think it's been about two weeks since we had an episode but there has been a lot going on in the baseball world over these last two weeks we've been asking for action and oh boy did the mlb deliver this last week but we would like to start with honoring the late great mr hank aaron unfortunately has passed away uh at a very he lived a very full life noah um mm-hmm. so we he, we can't be too dismayed he lived an incredible life it is of course always sad to see someone of such incredible stature go mr home run himself um but hank aaron was born on february 5th 1934 in mobile alabama on november 20th 1951 the baseball scout ed scott signed aaron to the negro league indianapolis clowns he would begin playing for the major league baseball in 1954 and would leave behind a legacy like no other and that is an understatement mr cross would you like to go over some of the stats you pulled up here Oh, some of his stats. I honestly, I knew he was, um, you know, legendary, insane <laughs> of stats. Of course. When I saw this list, I literally mm-hmm. was like, "Oh my gosh!" This you is could literally just read the first one, and like, that's enough. That's it. Like, you yeah. you realize so, how much of a legend he was. Exactly. Twenty-five time All Star. Woo! That's every year wow. of his career. Every year of his career, he made the All Star team. Absolutely absurd. Unreal, and that and that's including Negro League and Major League. So that, that's Correct. between both. Uh, he won the NL MVP in 1957. He is a three-time Gold Glove Award winner at shortstop, two-time National League batting champion, four-time National League home run leader, four-time RBI re- leader. Um, his number 44 was retired by the Braves and the Brewers, both teams he played for in his 23 years of Major League Baseball. Uh, he is a member of the MLB All-Century team, which is a league of its own. And he is a first ballot MLB Hall of Famer, receiving 97.8% of the votes in 1982. As we always know, there's got to be one stickler reporter, right? Of course. Yep. Uh, he was one of the haters from uh, back in the day who, who said, yeah, you yeah, know. Had to happen. Just because he was a big home run hitter doesn't mean he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Always happens. Always happens. Um, and then his stats here are just unreal. I don't know if you wanted to go over those. You want me to take them? Yeah. So uh, on top of what Noah was saying, saying he sported a career war of 143.1, had a batting average of 304, driving in 2,297, the all-time record of runs. He collected 6,856 total bases, which is also an all-time record, and hit 755 home runs. Dear Lord, uh, mm. if there was ever a per- a, uh a batter who a pitcher didn't want to face, uh, you are looking at him right now on your screen. If you are watching us live, <laughs> he was just one of those most feared ones. He leaves behind a legacy. Many others will only dream of getting close to uh, a legend who in his 23 years, 21 of the Braves uh, of playing game played ball better than anyone else. As we said, rest in peace to one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Number 44, Hank Aaron. Mm. Uh, will there ever be someone who stands the uh, the chance 
to knock Hank Aaron off of that pedestal. I know we didn't put that in the clip or in, in the script right now, but just looking at the stars that we have right now, is there anyone you think could ma- maybe reach that mantle of crazy batting numbers that he has? Um, if math, which has never been my strong suit, but if math <laughs> uh, plays itself out the way it's been playing itself out, Mike Trout, as many would say, and that's not a surprise. Yeah, easy. Um, yeah. Would probably in the numbers category surpass something mm-hmm. you know, the likes of the Hank Aaron, uh, which is crazy to say. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens in the future for obviously there's a lot of future stars. And I mean, Juan Soto is still, you know, he's just getting out of this rookie mode, to be honest. I mean, he's so young. He still has a lot to go to. He could totally do it if he keeps up the pace he's going as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are uh, both on agreement there. That was the name I had coming up in mind as well. <laughs> so, Justin, yeah. Thank you very much. Dunder Mifflin proud, you know, let's go straight. <laughs> I had to put that up there. I know you super you super love that sweatshirt. (laughs) Um, So but let's get a little lighter here. Let's get into and by a little lighter. I mean, the light of the MLB Mm -hmm. Uh, Trevor Bauer, just one of my favorite people to talk about in the MLB. Uh, We're still wondering where he lands Mm -hmm. and uh, just over and over. The answer always seems to be the Mets. Everyone keeps saying this man's going to the Mets. He just makes the most sense there. But apparently that might not be the case. There was a little drama that uh, he may not end up there. And I just I I really don't think there's anyone else. Well, you know what? Maybe there is one. There's been a team who's been making a lot of noise. We'll be getting to someone uh, that went to that team a little bit later. Maybe the Blue Jays, Noah. Ooh, that's big. That could be big. Could you imagine? Is that what you're thinking? I mean, I mean listen, the Mets those, make the most sense. Uh, I, I think the Dodgers make more sense than the Mets. I literally would just hate myself. They, <laughs> you know, I just can't. I would never be able to watch it. I, I just oh, I just can't do it. And Papa Bard, by the way, says that the uh, person who's going to reach those numbers is Aaron Judge. But after he becomes a Red Sox player. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, Smoke another one. Smoke another one, Papa Bart. All right. <laughs> Hi, Papa Bart. How are you? Good to see you. Um, so, Tyler, is that your take then? That, that I think gonna I'm going to say. I'm going to say the Blue Jays because they've been making wow. so many power moves. Mm, um, quite literally, quite literally, they've been making mm. power moves. Um, but we'll get to that next. Who Who are you thinking? I mean, I, I want to just talk about really quick your Blue Jays take because that's really good. I mean, they already got Springer. Morgan right. Brantley was signed for about six hours. Um, <laughs> Michael Brantley, you mean? Um, yeah, sorry, Michael Brantley was signed for about six hours if you were a writer in baseball. So that was exciting. <laughs> and well, honestly, I thought that I, when I saw that, I was like, all right, this is insane. But then it turned out not to be tr- true. Um, but that would be nuts if, if Bauer went to the Blue Jays. That would be a solid one-two punch, Bauer and then Hinge and Ryu. I feel like that would definitely oh, yeah. change, change their course of their season. Uh, I, for one, unfortunately, am still sticking with the Los Angeles Dodgers being the landing spot for Trevor Bauer. Uh, I think the Dodgers are savages in the sense that they are in the exact right place at the exact right time, and they know exactly which strings to pull to land a guy like Trevor Bauer. Uh, They could promise him the world and more 
I mean, the Dodgers, all they have to do is say, look at the team we have. We won the World Series last year. If we did that, we could totally do it again. And they're right, considering I've already picked them to win again next year. Um, no, screw those guys, man. So I could totally see Bauer ending up there and just solidifying the Dodgers on top of baseball, period. Not even just the National League, but baseball itself. Um, and I already said before, I, I can't say I wouldn't like to see it. I just think it would be insane to see a team that was that damn good at baseball and then get a guy like Trevor Bauer. Like, that's just nuts. Come on. That would be nuts. I hate it. I, hate I think it. it'd be and great. I don't think it's great for baseball because I think it makes people hate the Dodgers. And I, I, I think yes. it just makes And people... as a Yankee fan, I'll take it. Oh, okay. So you want the flack off of you guys. Well, I don't know why we're getting flack right now because we it's not like we're winning. Listen, the Yankees will always get flack because anytime we say, well, you, you guys didn't make the World Series, you're just like, 27! <laughs> 27 rings! Look! Look at my 27 rings! Look, we're going to get 28 with this guy right here. Here he is. We we're going to get 28, yeah. 29, and 30 with this guy right there. Uh-huh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about uh, George Springer signing with the Blue Jays. This was one of those um, excuse me moments um, because as we did know that he had chatted with them, but I don't think anyone took that seriously. I don't think anyone actually thought he was going to end up over in Toronto. I thought he, at the very least he was going to be staying with Houston and signing a contract. And by the way, that Houston fan page that I have infiltrated. Oh boy. It is like they, like he murdered a baby. They want <laughs> his head on a staff because they are so mad that he would ever leave. But, Springer is ready to win. He is going yep. to a team that he thinks that can absolutely make the World Series. It's an all-star stud center fielder. George Springer has signed with the Blue Jays, as we were saying. They agreed to a six-year one. Is that hundred and oh my god, hundred and fifty million dollar deal? Twenty-five million dollars a year. Springer touts that this team is built to win. What do we see the Blue Jays doing this year? Oh, man, that is a great question you included in the script right here. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I think they're going to do very, very, very well uh, and just barely lose right at the end. The American League is very good, um, but I just don't I don't see them edging out the Yankees. Um, and I think the Yankees will beat them into submission before the end of the uh, before the end of the year. And uh, we'll see. Maybe with the Red Sox, a few potential pickups and a little uh, clubhouse help, maybe they can steal a wild card. Um, but within the next few years, when the Blue Jays continue to sign more players, um, as you see, Springer was signed to six years. It wasn't a one-year or a two-year playoff push. This was a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. So they've got time to work for it. What do you think, Noah? You think they're going to be making it this year? No, I'd agree with you, uh, to be completely frank, and saying they're not going to make it to the playoffs in this coming baseball season in the summer of this year. Um, it's just one of those things that they're a good team. They have a lot going for them. I don't think past Hinge and Ryu, they have much depth in their, in their uh, uh, lineup there. So exactly um, in the rotation, I should say. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see what the Blue Jays can do, but it is a huge name. And as you said, I think they're more planning for the future. I don't, they're not this. This isn't a win now move. You know, like this isn't like you, you're signing that big time starting pitcher. OK, they are building up their squad. As you said, they have a lot of time. They signed a guy like George Springer for six years to win a World Series in two to win a World Series in three. You know, something like that. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. 
I could totally see them playing their cards right again in the next couple of years and really building a strong, strong club. Um, I don't know, though. There is a chance they could get into the wild card spot. They would definitely make an expanded yeah, playoff. for sure. They definitely exact. Now, if are we keeping that? They still haven't decided. We don't know. Um, so if there is an expanded playoffs, then of course, this is a team that we'll probably see take one of the, like the eight or nine seed, however it's supposed to go. Um, yeah. We could see them down in that final final spot, taking it from maybe the Twins or someone like that. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I think we are in uh, agreement that if uh, it's a normal season, I just don't think they have quite enough yet. They are a team that they are. It is not built to win yet. They are building it to win. If I were to counter George Springer's comment there, um, but George, as a Connecticut guy, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, hope to see your uh, your name popping up with some all-star uh, stats this season, I, except against the Red Sox and Yankees. Then you can uh, just suck a little bit, all right? Because mm. uh, Noah and I don't want to see you doing well in that scenario. Yes, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Noah, you want to take it away for uh, one of your buddies here? Oh, I know. This one. All right. Philly's all right, well, lock- we can talk about this first. All right, let's do that. Phillies lock in JT and DD are the headlines being screened up in Philadelphia over the last week. The Phillies re-signed also catcher JT Robuto to a five-year, $115 million contract. Good Lord, baby Jesus. Uh, that's $23 million a year. Oh, definitely deserves it. Hitting 266 with 11 home runs and OPS of 840 in 2020. He's considered to be the best catcher in the game. Tyler, do you agree with that? 100%. I agree with that no, as well. Gary Sanchez. Uh, okay. I agree with that as well. <laughs> uh, saying that JT is is the most superior catcher in the league today. Like he's the guy everybody wants. And then oh, also, great. as you see on your screen there for our uh, visual watchers here, the Phillies have re-signed shortstop Didi Gregorius to two years for $28 million. I was sad to see this happen because I was really hoping that we would get some type of Yankees reunion with Didi, even though it didn't make any sense after they re-signed DJ. Um, yeah, that but, was the nail in the coffin that this wasn't yeah, going to happen. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, I think they were just waiting for that to be honest. Right. And they were just maybe holding out. DD did even say himself, even before DJ was signed that he doesn't see a reunion with the Yankees happening. Um, and I, I don't know if anyone knows, but DD's my favorite player. Like I loved him on the Yankees. I have his Jersey. I'm so sad that he's not in the Yankees anymore, but and I don't have the plaque behind me. Uh, well, I got a plaque right here at DD. Pinstripes. If you oh, hold on, let me. Uh, there you go. I am right there. Oh, Didi, yeah. Dirt. <laughs> Didi, number eighteen of the Yankees. I miss him. I'm gonna start playing like in the arms of an angel from uh, like those uh, those dog <laughs> commercials, or the, the pet commercials. Go. Just the so sad. Arms there you go. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Copyright. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> yes, Didi Gregorius and JT Ramuta have resigned with the Philadelphia Phillies. This means nothing. Yeah, Sorry. they're still the same team. Like, yep. nothing's changed. Um, so we have had a stance that the Phillies can and probably will make it to the postseason soon. Um, but they're going to have to play A-plus ball at mm-hmm. all times for them to be able to, like, they can't be the Yankees and coast because the Yankees at coasting speed is the Phillies at their best. Um, so they have to play incredible incredible ball or they're not gonna do well um Mm. so are these big pickups for them sure 
they're big pickups because they needed to keep these guys. These were not guys mm-hmm. that they went out and sought after. Um, so it's still news. We got to make sure that the Phillies get their their due diligence in our casual baseball podcast here on Baseball with the Bard, uh, which is why we're talking about the Twins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Twins signed Andrelton Simmons uh, to a one-year, $10.5 million deal. Um, I, I put the numbers here because ugh, this was the 2020 stats. He did okay, hit pretty average with 297, but like nothing else really all that great on that lineup there. Um, I will say, in Simmons' defense, 297 is really good for what he's on the field for, and that's defense. And the, exactly. So he picked, they picked up a massive defensive guy, which is why I thought the Yankees were going to sign him because they needed someone in that position. And they were just like, ah, screw it. Let's just pay DJ and Glaber. Um, so it was a weird choice, in my opinion. We'll see if it works out for him. It did last year. Um, they just couldn't quite get the job done, which has been the Yankees mantra for 11 years now. They make it to the postseason, but can't quite get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going on 12 years without a World Series win, mm-hmm. um, or at least appearance. Is it appearance that was like yeah. the 10 year mark? Appearance, it was like they never made. They never had a 10 year span of not making it to the World Series. Yep. You're going on 12 now. I remember last season we're like, this is it. You're not a dynasty anymore. And now, now you're coming kind of like a little bit of a meme. You're becoming a meme a little bit where everyone's just like fingers crossed so we can make fun of Yankee fans. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a big defensive pickup. And but like like Noah said, 297, that's great for a guy uh, who's literally a defensive pickup. He's not a guy you expect to be smashing the ball out of the park, as it showed there. No home runs. Uh, so he's hitting 300. He's bringing runs in, but he's not hitting those mash mash balls which it seems that baseball is all about right now is is loading up baseball so they go farther out of the stadium um so yeah another big pickup but noah it pales in comparison when we go talking about this man dude i was so this apparently now no we have to be fair here apparently this isn't quite yes official yet um but the Cardinals allegedly acquire Nolan Arenado. Jeff Pisano reports that Arenado will be dealt to the Cardinals this week, but many approvals need to happen before the deal is finalized. Now, I'm sure you knew this, Noah, but he was in big talks with the New York Yankees. Uh, could you imagine this man playing in pinstripes? Oh, oh, well, Lord. Tyler, you would be so mad. Uh, 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 oh, Okay. <laughs> I like, know for a fact. Can you just you describe be- the gravity of this signing, though? Because oh. the Cardinals were that team that mm-hmm. just would never die. They don't mm-hmm. have to have these big names. They just always show up. They do have big names right now, but they just they're always there. And now if this man is playing at third, mm-hmm. oh, dear God. This team is going to be a whole different beast. Can you describe to people who may be casual fans what this means? Oh, this is just unbelievable, especially to be completely frank and and, and sad here for for Colorado Rockies fans. Um, This was the guy. Yeah. If you're in, if you're uh, over there. So 
I mean, to have a, a person who has literally been in your squad for as long as he has over in Colorado to be playing as well as he had over there. And, and honestly, we always talk about how Trout's on like the Angels and the Angels aren't doing anything anytime soon. It's kind of how it felt with the Rockies. In the 100%. He was there and he was there. Like he was putting butts in seats because he's who he is. This is like this. No lie. This is like the Nationals trading Juan Soto in like five years. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and Juan Soto happen. continues, and Juan Soto continues his hot, like what he's been doing. Like and we all being, know where Juan Soto is going to end up. The New York Yankees. A hundred percent. Like, there's no way he doesn't end up in New York. Dude, Tyler, that okay? When that happens, that's when that's when the Yankees will officially be the most hated team. <laughs> like right now, the Dodgers are kind of trick, like on that line. But uh, if that happens, this is a sidebar. Breaking uh, news: yeah. They sign, oh, they sign young Over. uprising star Juan Soto and veteran Yasiel Puig. Screw the Yankees! Oh yeah, they it just would be, sign all of those figures. Love to hate. I would have that Juan Soto jersey the next day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care what I would have to do. But anyway, yes, Nolan Arenado going over the Cardinals is unreal to to really yeah. think about it. Um. The Cardinals have gotten fairly far in the playoffs in the last couple of years, especially with a manager who's never played the game himself. And you know, he almost won manager of the year. Um, what did he? No, he didn't. He didn't I'm pretty sure he almost won. Um, but anywho, it's exciting yeah, no. to see a team like that playing so well until they fell apart. <laughs> well, they they love Arnado, to fall apart. That's their yeah, that's literally their uh, their bread and butter is making it to the World Series or the National League Championship and just losing. Uh, so maybe with Arenado, that's a little bit of a more uh, a little spark to their fan base that they can eventually show up and uh, and make some noise for this team that has been craving a championship. And you, I think you said it there. The spark to the fan base is the biggest part of that. Like if you think about the Cardinals, like who's gonna you know who who who's going to the cart to see the Cardinals to see who? Like who are you going to see? Oh yeah, yay! Uh, Michael Waka, yeah. Oh wait, he's yeah. not even there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, who, who are you going to see? Maybe Paul Goldschmidt. Right. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, great. Yeah, see him bat two fifty and and botch a play at first base. Yeah. Fantastic. So, that that alone, <laughs> like that's why the listen. The, why do you think the Phillies signed Bryce Harper? Right. Oh God. Yeah. The, uh, were the Phillies making a World Series push when they signed Bryce Harper? No, no. they wanted butts and seats. Yeah, so they could get like, more right, money, cool. buy more players. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's let's find this guy. Why people come see him? Exactly, exactly. But let me just be uh, frank, Yankees. I swear to God, <laughs> if you sweep in here and ruin this deal and sign this man, I that's it. P canceled baseball with trade. the bard. Canceled. It would be a trade. It would be a trade. <laughs> Which I would lose it. Even more insane, the fact that it's a trade deal. It, well, like, I don't even it, know what you're going to give. The Rockies knew they weren't going anywhere. Is well, it shameful? True. Sure. Um, but uh, shit happens. Look at uh, the Red Sox literally traded who may go down as one of the best baseball players of all time. Mm. Mookie Betts, Babe mm. Ruth. They've done it ye many, many times. If you're not going anywhere, it's time to sell the house. And the Rockies did just that. Um, Noah, speaking of a house, we got a pretty full house here, full of podcasts with Clover Crest Media. Let's show you guys some of the other podcasts you can expect to see on the Clover Crest Network. Clover Crest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. 
I crossed up by Colby, roll floated to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make Don't my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. And like we mentioned, I am also streaming live on Twitch. So I have a little highlight of a game that we like to play called Fall Guys on my Twitch channel. So here's that for you. Okay, stay alive, Charlie. Stay alive. Stay alive. Just take your time. If you got to start jumping to keep yourself, do the slow jump. You'll keep yourself alive longer. Who was that? Was that you, Mick? Yes. Oh, I, thought, I died. No! It's okay. okay. Alright, Kyle, me and you. Got we'll get the seventh Once win right now. Unicorn still holding on. Alright, alright. They're gonna take each other out, Kyle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, oh, there's there a dino. Alright, Kyle, me and you, bud. Let's see what we got. Alright! Nice. Seven personal wins today. That is insane. That is definitely the most I have ever had on Yeah, that was a crazy day. Uh, that was before I got uh, that was a few episodes before I got uh, seven wins in a row, followed by wins eight and nine after murdering Kyle. Uh, you know, I could have won nine in a row, but I, I it was better for me to just knock Kyle off the perch. You know, uh, what's more you content content people. <laughs> so if you are interested in gaming, uh, you can come check us out. Noah's been on there with me before we stream some Minecraft and uh, we'll definitely be doing some more fun streams coming up. But we got some drama, Noah. We got some drama in the MLB, and it seems like every single time at this time of the year, this man shows his face, and he says, why am I not in the hall? I don't even want to go in the hall. And MLB likes to, loves the drama around Kurt Schilling. Um, you got you got some good info here, Noah. Would you mind leading this piece? Sure, absolutely. So MLB legend Kurt Schilling announced this year again that he did not, well, not again, but I think this was the first time he actually tried to officially take himself off the ballot um, and in his last year of eligibility. After many years of being on the ballot and never getting the nod, Schilling was done with the process, done with the uh, 
you know, what, what comes with it each and every year as this time of year comes around and the question of will shilling make it, will bonds make it, and so on. Um, MLB Hall of Fame rules are as follows. It says, to remain on the ballot, the player must receive at least 5% of the votes for any given year. So if a player is on, as shilling is for many years, they have to get at least 5% each year to stay on the ballot to continue on to the next year and try again. If a player fails to receive 5%, he falls off the ballot until his 16 years after his retirement. And that's a C below, which is a player is considered elected if he receives 75% of all ballots cast in an election. A baseball player must have been active as a player in Major League at some time during a period beginning 15 years before and ending five years prior to elections. So that's the time frame there of how long a person can be out of the game and still be considered and such, which is why this was, uh, I think, next year's Schilling's last year of eligibility. Right. And he received 71.7 votes this year, missing the required 75% to make it into the hall. Damn New York writers. That's, you know, that's, that's a bit of a shame. Um, the biggest defense that I can make for the writers, which I don't know people aren't making a lot of defense for the writers, is that they say the MLB Hall of Fame consideration isn't simply who plays the best ball. Correct. It's not what it is. It's all around good. All Impact around. on the game. Impact on the game, how a person is, how a person carries themselves, their honesty in the game, <laughs> so on. That's the big thing they're looking for, right? Yeah. Um, he kind of shot himself in the foot if that's the case. Well, they exactly. He's, exactly. he's been the, the centerpiece of a lot of drama, you know, with uh, his views on uh, BLM, his views on other very pressing social issues. And people will say, oh, well, politics don't have any place in sports. Great. Then then the people who are in sports shouldn't bring them up if that's the case. Um, and, and he did it to himself. And I as a Red Sox fan. So you can, I got the hat today. You could, I appreciate everything Kurt Schilling did. You, everyone who uh, watches the CMG podcast knows Joe Acquire. Uh, we had this argument when I was at the Connecticut School of Broadcast. He was one of my uh, teachers there about Kurt Schilling and the Red Sox in 2004 against the Yankees and everyone claiming, oh, the Red Sox were such underdogs going into that, uh, that series. And he really made a great point. He says, no, the hell they weren't. Every, like he said everyone knew they were going to win game four. I'm like, oh, you're joking. You're absolutely joking. But when you go back and look, the amount of clutch that the Red Sox had on that team, you had Pedro, Kurt Schilling, Millar, David Ortiz, Damon, Manny, just all these players. Like, how could that team not win the World Series? And this man, Kurt Schilling, bloody sock and all, was one of the greatest pitchers of that era. He may not have the numbers to back up what I'm saying, but when Kurt Schilling came out to the mound, every Red Sox fan loved it, and every Yankees fan feared it because of his clutch factor. Um, do I think he belongs in the hall? No, I, I don't. I, I think because of his controversy um, and because of his stance towards a lot of pressing issues, um, I think he deserves exactly where he is. He deserves his little bit of taste of potential fame and his little touting of, oh, I don't want to go in the hall anyways. All right, we'll see you later. Um, you, yeah, then, you, that, then you don't get to get it. That move alone was just kind of like, what are why? we doing then? Why, yeah. why are you, why even, are we voting? I didn't put this into the script, but even Reggie Jackson said, 
um, he said, "Oh well, you took yourself out of the hall, brother." Yeah, see you later. It's literally yeah. like Richie Jackson's quote. He said that. Lose with a little bit of grace, please. Something like, yeah, maybe, I mean, something like that. But to take yourself off of the ballot, especially the biggest thing is you look at it here. Is he's getting seventy-one percent of the vote, and that was it was it was regularly that high, way closer than he's yeah. than he's been. He's usually in the sixties, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. So and it's way higher than Bonds or or any of the other steroid guys have gotten. Uh, so. Yeah, you're right, Gina. Schilling does look like he was bonked in the head a few times with a baseball. And uh, if his commentary on baseball has proven anything, you're probably right, Gina, um, because he likes to make a lot of um, ooh non-PC judgments, uh, mm -hmm. which I think is honestly, honestly, Noah, I believe is the reason that that man is not in the Hall of Fame. Could be. Uh, because yeah. of his character outside of the game yeah that's what i said that's what they look for they look for all of, they look they're not looking for just who plays the best ball the baseball hall of fame is full of people who are supposed to be the most well-rounded people who sure played great baseball but they were that you know they were great people like cc sabathia and what he's overcome in his life and what he does for people what he does for his community and how he played amazing baseball cc will be the first for. ballot hall of famer oh, oh easy, easy. like there's no and doubt if he's not that. and if he's not that's a travesty and you know who we didn't talk about here quickly? I, I before we move on to the Red Sox and Yankees, uh, next year two players are entering the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time, and it is David Ortiz mm. and Alex Rodriguez. Uh, mm. They will be entering at the exact same time, uh, and there are a lot of people saying neither one deserves to be in the Hall. I disagree. I think Alex Rodriguez will get ninety percent right out the bat. Right off the bat, he will get into the hall. I think David Ortiz will get like 93%. I think he will. I think both of them will go into the hall. The only people who disagree are haters because I get it. Alex, everyone should hate Alex Rodriguez if you are not a Yankee fan. You should because he's better than you. But <laughs> he, <laughs> he uh, he's one of the greatest third basemen ever. There are, are few players who could stand up to him. I get it. The dude did steroids and admitted to it, was caught. Uh, but I think that sets a precedent, Noah. I think if he makes the haul, that's going to cause a absolute firestorm for Bonds and everyone being all pissed off that somehow the pretty boy, uh, you know, Aaron, he makes it in, like A-Rod makes it in. But why can't Bonds or any of that? I don't know. Poppy? hundred percent like yeah, I, I he might he might get a hundred percent of the vote mm -hmm. um but th there are gonna be haters who are like there should be no designated hitters in the hall of fame all right then put him in as a first baseman how about that um i just think both of them are gonna make it in uh i think you probably agree oh absolutely 100 i was when you said they were probably gonna get 90s i was gonna say poppy's probably get 100 uh, i that think would be uh, if not that he'll get extremely close yeah. um and or uh, a rod, I think a rod it might be the wild card. Um, I, I, you think I, he I, joins now? You think he joins Bonds and McGuire? It could it could be something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. What a shame! All three of them should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. three of them need to go into the. And also, while we're at it, since we're talking about it, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Oh, the Red Sox. I've been making. <laughs> <laughs> The Red Sox are finally making moves, Noah, but none of the moves that any of us saw them making. Mm. Adam Adovino. Um, yay! <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Boston traded with the Yankees. Last time they did that, uh, had a transaction. It was in 2014. The Yankees moved right-handed pitcher Frank German or Herman uh, and right-handed pitcher uh, Adam Odovino and cashed the Red Sox for prospects or cash. We don't know the extent of the deal yet. And it didn't even say necessarily just prospects. It said a player to be named. Yeah, uh, so exactly. it could technically be anyone, but for, probably for prospects. For oh. sale. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh not Chriselle. No. Uh I but I do think there is the potential. We have a certain someone who has been on put on the trade block last time we talked, uh Andrew Benintendi, who Ooh. might be on the move at some point. Um, Ooh. so I would hate to see it go, but Noah, for how long have I been saying Andrew Benintendi is gonna end up on the Yankees? You have been saying this for a while. For literally I, as long as he's been on the Red Sox. I am about it. Yeah, I, I do think that that is the potential why they didn't name a person yet, because he's probably the one on the block. Um, but the Red Sox are probably trying to be like, wait, take our entire farm system instead. <laughs> don't please don't. We don't need to give him up. Um, but um, I, I, I you asked, are we surprised by this move? Yes. Um, not at all. Who I expected. To, what? Adam Odovino? Like, cool. Awesome. I'll take a great bullpen arm. He had a he had a rough year. Of course he did. Um, everyone did in the COVID year. There were very few people who had like these outstanding stellar years, but the ones who did uh, put their teams in the championship picture. Mm -hmm. um, but Ottavino, I think he usually has a uh, ERA around 3.2 and his uh, ERA went to like 5, 5.1. Uh, but he played way less ball. If he was playing his normal amount of ball, he probably would have been right around the same, same average. Um, so We'll see. I think that was an interesting pickup, but the one really had me scratching my head. The uh, the uh, Red Sox went and signed Kike Hernandez uh, to a two-year, $14 million contract. In 2020, he hit an average of 230 with an OPS of 680. What does this move do to the Red Sox? And it seems that they are sticking with Mr. Bloom for the long haul. This move for the Red Sox is literally just a, hey, look, we can pick up big names. Everyone's like, yeah, three years ago. <laughs> like Ike Hernandez was exciting when he was in the, the the home run derby and somehow managed to make it to the finals. Like that was the only time this dude has ever been on anyone's radar. Enrique Hernandez, if you come to the Red Sox and are a stud, I will eat my words. But for the moment right now, what the hell are the Red Sox do? Kike, I think this picture alone is like four years old because mm. it's the only one I could find of him freaking out and losing his mind. Um, I just, oh God, it, they made moves, sure, but like Dallas Keuchel, he's still, a, go, go get him. What are you doing? I know Kluber's not available. Don't sit in your bedroom and cry about it, Bloom. Go get another pitcher. Damn, because the Yankees have found a way to do it with keeping guys like Boom. Oh, that's Tanaka. Where is he? There he is. <laughs> Jameson is on the Yankees now. Why did we have to go for someone like Kike? Um, it doesn't make sense to me, Noah. Maybe from an outside perspective, you have a little more insight than I do. Nope. Yeah, it doesn't. Thank you. It, it literally doesn't make sense. I'm glad I'll you save your time on that one. <laughs> I'm glad you don't because the Yankees are making moves that make sense. 
and one move in particular. I, I, I will say though, finally, the Yankees are making moves that make a little bit. They, of sense. they are, but they're making them all very quickly. It looks like they had everything lined and at up. The same time. And they at had the same everything time. lined up without telling anyone what was coming, and then they pushed one domino. And like ding, 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 and everything just lined up perfectly. And uh, first off, uh, I'll let you take over with this segment right here. A thank you to the man himself, Masahiro Tanaka. Masahiro Tanaka, as you, Tyler, saw on my personal Instagram page, uh, I put a little nice tribute on my story there to thank Masahiro Tanaka for his seven years with the late relationship with the Yankee. And the Yankees. One of the best games we've ever been to. Oh, yes, that has come to an end. Um, we'll talk about that in a second of our games there. But he leaves the MLB sporting a 17.5 war, a record of 78 and 46, and an ERA of 3.74, striking out 991 in his oh. seven years. That's that's actually a, lot, a high number for strikeouts um, in a seven-year career there in MLB. Um, as Tyler referenced, one of the greatest games that we've ever seen together was getting to see Masahiro Tanaka uh, pitch against Tampa Bay Rays in the last uh, in the season of 2019. He threw a complete game shutout, and it was that it, it was just a random day. Like you know, it wasn't yeah, like it was like, you know, yeah, playoff, yeah, like a playoff push game or anything. We were just like, yeah, let's go to this game. Found cheap tickets. Like sure, we sat in the bleachers, and and all of a sudden, Tanaka throws this gem. And it was one of the greatest games you've ever been to. And that's just my, that's my most fond memory of Tanaka. Uh, he had a tendency of being a stud in the postseason, sporting an ERA of 1.80 in October of 2018 and 2019, which is unbelievable, especially against the teams he pitched like, you know, he pitched against the World Series Astros, World Series Red Sox in those years. So that's impressive. Right. Um, as a Yankee fan who's seen many brilliant Tanaka performances, just want to simply say thank you, Masahiro Tanaka. For your time on the Yankees, it's sad to see you go. Um, you know, I was hoping we would get some type of reunion or some type of, you know, a couple more con years on your contract here. But from what the decisions have, have taken place, you're heading back to the Eagles to play baseball in your home of Japan. So we wish but you the best. it doesn't like it's over, Noah. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, we wish you the best, but there is the rumblings already that Tanaka could be testing out the MLB market again as soon as next year. Will be. And he says, I will be back in New York, according to him. Uh, so the Yankees have apparently left an open door uh, for him to come back at some point. So maybe if Jameson doesn't work out, which we're going to get to in a moment, uh, Tanaka will be back. But speaking of, what yes. a pickup. Yankees acquired Jameson Tyone. Is how I was told to say his name. Everyone says yes. Italian, Tyone, Tyen. Uh, so we'll we'll see what the the officials say, but that's what we'll go for right now. Yes, Tyone hurled a three point twenty ERA and one hundred ninety nine innings in two thousand eighteen. That was his last like full impactful season because uh, he's had a slew of injuries from elbow injuries to some a few other things. Um, he, and the biggest thing that I think is going to be the benefit of seeing him perform well is that he worked with Garrett Cole before, and they're both fired up to be playing on the same team again. And Tyone was quoted in saying something along the lines of that he's ready to do what him and Garrett Cole never got to do when they were on the Pirates because they were just so young. But now that they're both established in their careers, they're excited to go back to back, to back again maybe and really dazzle in New York, especially for a team like New York. I mean, that's nuts to, to be able to think about. Um, and one thing that's nice to think about is how drastically different the Yankees pitching rotation is. 
if you look at just let's just say last season or the season before let's say last season and nobody was injured right right last season nobody's injured we would have had garrett cole tanaka james paxton luis severino and then um jay happened the number five hole all right that's a pretty solid lineup one through four I'd have taken that all day, every day, and twice I think on Sunday. Jay is five too. I, right. I think he's a great pitcher. Oh yeah, he's a great pitcher. five hole, absolutely. Uh, just not the games I'm going to. Um, and then, if we look at the Yankees rotation today, it goes Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, Jameson Tyone, Jordan Montgomery, and Debbie Garcia. <laughs> what the hell happened? Oh my lord. Don't get me wrong, though. The Cole Kluber Tyone, that could be a solid one, two, three punch. That, that that could work. Yeah, definitely. Montgomery and Garcia are your question marks. Um, I think one well, of them, they'll both definitely start the season, but you yes. still got Luis on the sideline. It's, Luis Severino could be coming back. The biggest thing is that, um, well, what, Tyler, first off, what do you think of this lineup, of the rotation? It's, it's stacked. Like you've got two really young, t- great talents on the end who everyone's like, oh, well, look, the, the end is still not tied off. It's not like a pretty bow. Um, I disagree. I think it is a pretty bow. I think you've got two guys who can still hold their own, at least go five, six innings each time, get to your bullpen, which is stacked, and have an incredible season. I, I think the Yankees get 100 wins with this lineup. You add uh, Sevy, guarantee it. Mm, definitely. Okay. I, I agree with you there. Um, the one big thing is Kluber and Tyone are gambles in the sense that they're coming off of injuries. Great, but some of the pitchers who come off of injuries have the best season of their of their life uh, because they they they're proving themselves. Both of these two, no, not both. Kluber really has to prove himself. Um, Tyone, whatever, he'll it's a two year contract. He'll go elsewhere and 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 play mediocre baseball and get paid for it. Kluber is a big name in baseball. And he need he does need to prove himself, or he I think he could be an easy trade piece for the Yankees to get some infield help. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, this is huge. I think these guys could easily win a hundred games. Um, I are they gambles? Yet yeah, by the sense of the word, yes. Um, but Yanks are going. Mark my words. If if any of my mods are in the chat, you can go ahead and clip this. The Yankees are going to win at least one hundred games this season. Mm. All right. Yeah, you know what? They shook things up in the area where they have lackluster performances as of late. Will it pay off, Noah? Uh, are you on the same train as I am? Are they going to win the AL East? And uh, uh, I'll say this. We know that the Yankees can win the AL East. We know the Yankees can make it to the playoffs. Right. That's not what these moves are looking to do. Sure. These moves are looking to keep them in the playoffs and get them farther than they've made it before. So I think that's the big question that I was trying to get here. Is will it pay off in the sense are they going to get past the teams that have been stifling them the yep. last few years? Okay, that the Garrett Cole that says it all. To be completely frank, honest, but I agree. I think this shakeup is good because it goes against a lot of what they've been doing the last few years, and that's I mean that's a drastic change in, in your pitching rotation. Like that's unreal. And, and Pax, like you think about the people that have left: Hap, Paxton, Tanaka, gone. Yeah. Just poof. poof. See ya. That's insane. If that happens to any other team, that that's like that's travesty for other teams. If you really think about it, that's like we're we're screwed. But the yep. Yankees are like, nah, hold my beer, Kluber Tyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, whatever, Brian Cashman. 
I am very excited to see where things go this season. The Red Sox still, they haven't done much, but they are getting back stars who will hopefully get their team back and moving. Um, the Yankees are stronger than they were at the end of last season, and they played an incredible season last season uh, in the COVID Cup. So we will see what they have uh, to provide for us as well. Uh, Noah, preseason is approaching very quickly. Baseball is on the horizon. Noah, you got your season tickets. We are going to do our damnedest as long as COVID settles down to get to a game. We want to thank you all for tuning in to Baseball with the Bard. But we do want to remind you that if you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There's 28 shows on the CMG Network, and if you don't find one you like, you can start your own. We can help you launch podcasts for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website, and make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and all of the latest info. For Baseball with the Bard, my name is Tyler Bard. That is my best friend over there, Mr. Noah Cross. We will see you next time on Baseball with the Bard. Thank you. Baseball with the bar.